The Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network College Football Edition is presented by The Rebel Walk. For the best coverage of Ole Miss sports visit www.therebelwalk.com. We are also brought to you by, I'm Changing the Narrative. Our mentor and dear friend, Rachel Barbo started this movement to improve the lives of current and former athletes. To learn more visit www.imchangingthenarrative.org. We are also brought to you by, Quick Cuts Media. Whether you are looking to produce business-to-business or business-to-consumer media for your employees, vendors, and customers can be a wonderful experience with the right partner. Learn how to win with us at www.quickcutsmedia.com. And we are also brought to you by, our good friend, David Walker. Head over to Amazon today and pick up your copy of his amazing book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. Coming up next is the Crunch Time Express. Your VIP pass has been approved so all aboard. Webster defines crunch time as a critical moment or period, like the end of a game, when decisive action is needed. Every sports fan knows this time in the game. Your palms sweat a little bit more, your heart races just a little bit faster, and you live and die with every play until the final seconds tick off the clock and you're either celebrating a victory or disappointed by the defeat. The team at Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network understands just how critical these moments are. For us, it begins as soon as the next set of games are on the board. We evaluate the opening lines and any breaking news throughout the week. We cover each game inside and out, whether it's from inside the locker room to a huddle down on the field, the court, or the ice. We take you inside the meeting room with scouts, coaches, and executives. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the sports that we cover, the National Hockey League, NBA, college basketball, college football, and the National Football League. We are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we're here to help you find your sports advantage. After all the data has been crunched, we then turn it over to Kenneth for the best analysis around. His unique perspective in both understanding the data and how it applies to the game and how you win is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage. Are you ready? The Crunch Time Jet is fueled and ready for takeoff, and the Crunch Time Express is about to leave the station. Your VIP pass has been approved, so all aboard. In this episode, we will be breaking down our featured college football games of the week. We have you covered on every angle. I will update you on any late-breaking news and expected weather forecast. Billy will give you the opening lines and totals and if there are any significant line movements. In the final segments, we hand the show over to our senior analyst, Kenneth, for the best game breakdown and analysis. In the final segment is the game of the week breakdown. Kenneth will give you the best insight around and his keys to victory for both teams. At some point during Alabama's dismantling of Georgia in the SEC title game, freshman quarterback Bryce Young could have struck a Heisman pose. Young seized the moment, passing for 421 yards and three touchdowns without an interception as the Crimson Tide stunned the favored Bulldogs 41-24. Georgia's top-rated defense was allowing 6.9 points and 230 yards per game before the Young-led defense totaled 536 yards. Alabama attempted 44 passes and ran the ball 26 times, a wise plan of attack against a defense that had been rock-solid against the run but mostly untested through the air. Tide coach Nick Saban is back in the role of a big favorite with Cinderella on the other side. Cincinnati boasts impressive defensive numbers but against a weak schedule. The Alabama offense is a different animal. 
the Bearcats' best shot is to put more pressure on Young and hope he regresses from the Georgia game, which was the Tide's most impressive offensive display of the season. Alabama is a 13.5 point favorite, though briefly this line moved to 14, and more bettors are likely to ride the Tide to the betting windows before the first New Year's Eve playoff semifinal kicks off in Arlington, Texas. Cincinnati won the American Athletic Conference and became the first non-Power 5 team to reach the playoff. The Bearcats have some experience against an SEC powerhouse after taking Georgia to the wire in the Peach Bowl last season. If Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle's defense can keep it close, the Bearcats should be capable of putting points on the board. Desmond Ritter is a veteran quarterback with plenty of big game experience, and running back Jerome Ford is a difference maker who can find holes in the Alabama defense. It would not be surprising if the offenses dictate the pace and push the score over the total of 58. Thanks Billy, and now let me welcome in Kenneth. We know all about Alabama, so let's talk about Cincinnati. Thanks, Summer. And like you said, we've talked about Alabama all year long. And to quote Eli Gold um, on his broadcast of the SEC championship game, Alabama is still Alabama. Okay, so we know the names. We know the coach. We know what this program has done over the last 15 years. So. Let's talk about their opponent um, in this uh, part of the uh, podcast. Desmond Ritter, uh, quarterback for the Bearcats, has had a very solid year. Ritter um, threw for 3,190 yards on 234 completions, 355 attempts, that's a right at 66% completion percentage. Averages about nine yards per attempt. You know, we like those quarterbacks to be uh, at least nine or better. So he is right at that number. 30 touchdowns, eight INTs. So right off the bat, I can tell you, I do not love that touchdown to INT ratio. You're talking about barely four touchdowns to every INT. Championship-level quarterbacks in college are typically eight and a half, nine, in some cases even ten touchdowns to every INT. And mind you, this is not against a power five schedule. This is a group of five schedule. Important to note that Ritter's been sacked 20 times. Keep that in mind. Jerome Ford. Um, I'm going to respect uh, this young man. Um, he said he, he doesn't want to be known as the transfer running back from that university. I'm going to respect that. Jerome Ford, running back, Cincinnati Bearcats. Over a thousand yards rushing. Matter of fact, 1,242 yards on the season on 200 carries, 6.2 yards per carry. His longest run was 79 yards, and this young man put up 19 rushing touchdowns. Now, what Desmond Ritter doesn't just give you through the air, he also gives you on the ground as their second leading rusher 100 rushing attempts, 371 yards, 3.7 yards per carry. His longest run was 40 yards with six rushing touchdowns. 
sprinkle a little bit of um, their backup running back, uh, Ryan Montgomery and Charles McClendon. Uh, those two combined for about 92 carries. I'm sorry, 82 carries, 499 yards, almost about six yards per carry, and four rushing touchdowns. I got to talk about this phenomenal wide receiver, Alec Pierce. Pierce, a six foot three, 215 pound senior. On the season, 50 receptions, 869 yards. This young man averages 17.3 yards per catch with eight touchdowns. His running mate, Tyler Scott. Scott, 26 receptions, 477 yards, receiving 18.3 yards per catch. His longest reception was 81 yards, and this young man chipped in with five Touchdowns. The third member of their their um, trio, Trey Tucker, thirty two receptions, four hundred and fourteen yards, twelve point nine yards per reception. Longest reception, forty eight yards, two touchdowns. Tight end Josh Wally, twenty five receptions, three hundred and twenty yards, twelve point eight yards per reception, six touchdowns. This team uses um, a couple of different kickers throughout the season. Uh, whether it's Cole Smith, Alex Bales, or Christian Leary. On the season, and guys, this cannot be overstated. On their field goals, the Cincinnati Bearcats are 7 for 17. That is 41.2%. And as we break down these numbers, anything over 30 yards is an absolute crapshoot. So between basically what's less than an extra point and up to 29 yards, this team is three for four. On field goal attempts between 30 and 39 yards, they're three for eight. 0 for three on field goal attempts between 40 and 49 yards. And anything over 50, they're actually one of two. So Cincinnati cannot count on field goals to help put points on the board in this contest. Please remember that stat. I seriously doubt in the breakdowns that you will hear on any other network, any other shows, that they're going to highlight the poor performance of these field goal kickers and how significant that's going to be to the betting line. Let's flip it over to the Cincinnati uh, defense. They're led by their middle linebacker, Joe Dublinko. 106 tackles, 56 of those solo. 
He was second on the team in sacks with five and a half. Only Curtis Brooks with seven and a half had more. And his team had 37 sacks in their um, 13-game season. So a little over 3.3 sacks per game. Once again, I'm going to say that's in a group of five schedule. All right. Let's talk about the best secondary in college football. And when I say best secondary, I mean best cornerback tandem in college football. Jim Thorpe Award winner, Kobe Bryant, six foot one, 200 pound graduate senior. And his tag team partner, Ahmad Gardner, six foot two. 185-pound junior. Ladies and gentlemen, both of these young men will be playing on Sundays next season. I've said it for the past six weeks, uh, whether you've heard me on the Southern Gentleman Sports Show, my good friend, Georgia Dog, Pac-12, Dave, Irish Bill, Miss Callie Cash. You've heard me say it on the Thursday and Friday get-together with my good friend Matlock. These two cornerbacks are the best in college football. And we ain't really going to have a debate on that. Let's talk about these two talented corners. For Kobe Bryant, this young man has Three INTs on the season, 11 pass breakups, has a pick six, and has forced two fumbles. Amar Gardner, guys, could have easily been the Jim Thorpe Award winner as well. Also with three INTs, four pass breakups, and a forced fumble. These two guys can cover a lot of ground. And when I get into the game script after the break, I am going to highlight their strengths and where some potential weaknesses are. A name, well, actually two names that you're going to hear a lot about during the game. Javon Hicks, six foot two, 200 pound safety. And Brian Cook, fifth year senior, six foot one, 210 pounds, um, will play very instrumental in this team's success or lack thereof. So I'm going to turn it back over to Summer as she will um, lead us into the break. And following that, guys, the game script and preview coming up next. Thanks, Kenneth. And after a short break, Kenneth will go through his game script for this contest. 
If there is anyone who could say, I didn't sign up for this, it's Texas A&M quarterback David Walker. This is the incredible story of Walker's demanding, provocative, bitterly fought career and the most miraculous comeback of all time. Now the hardest fighting Texas A&M Aggie who ever lived reveals his life as the A&M field general inside the cold-blooded arena of college football. Join fans now in discovering the most disturbingly fascinating career in NCAA history with the youngster who lived it, including unique stories of a superb high school coach and the all-time game-changers for Aggie football, the Wishbone Gang. Walker is the only college-level quarterback to ever publish a book based on his experiences in amateur athletics and remains the youngest starting college quarterback ever. He held the single-season passing record at Sulphur High for 40 years and the single-game QB rushing record at Texas A&M for 35 years, a true dual-threat quarterback. Enjoy the flavor of Southwest Louisiana and the adopted Texas swagger in his unique voice as he takes you down a one-of-a-kind path you could never imagine possible in the modern era of college football. In so doing you will uncover what may be the best amateur sports story of all time how David Walker met the greatest challenge in NCAA history. Head over to Amazon today and pick up your copy. It is walking to the beat of your own drum, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. It's the walk of champions. It's the walk across the stage that forever makes Ole Miss your beloved alma mater. The Rebel Walk exists to bring fresh, unique content to Ole Miss readers. While we are certainly focused on all Rebel sports, we are also interested in taking a walk that is a little off the beaten path, producing high-quality stories you simply cannot get elsewhere. Those of us involved in the Rebel Walk make this promise to our readers, we vow to look harder and delve deeper into topics that matter to Ole Miss Rebels. You can follow Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie and the Rebel Walk at The Rebel Walk and their fantastic website at www.therebelwalk.com. We are happy to have you on the journey with us. The mission of Unchanging the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel Barbo brings positivity and purpose to students, professionals and parents across the country through her movement Unchanging the Narrative. Presented in an encouraging and supportive environment, Rachel speaks about the power to change the narrative and to find purpose in life. In 55 minutes, Rachel covers themes such as leadership, mental health, self-care, domestic violence prevention, social justice and interpersonal relationships. Everyone is challenged to live a life of purpose, passion, and platform. To learn more please visit unchangingthenarrative.org. While our team's professional experience dates back to the 1980s, Quick Cuts Media has been producing business-to-business and business-to-consumer media since the fall of 2011. Professionally produced media is essential in today's business environment. Successful companies value an educated workforce and informed vendors and clients. Whether your business is service or product-based, let us produce your business-to-business and business-to-consumer media in a budget-conscious way to help you get the most out of your media production dollars. Our systematic approach with actors, graphics, added video, and high-impact text will help you educate, inform, and excite your audience. We will deliver to you a professional video for your business in a week. Whether it is a learning management system content or training, corporate culture or marketing the team at Quick Cuts Media will be here to give you exactly what you need. For more information, please contact us at 844-277-2887 or visit us at www.quickcutsmedia.com. The mission of Unchanging the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel Barbo brings positivity and purpose to students, professionals and parents across the country through her movement on changing the narrative. Presented in an encouraging and supportive environment, Rachel speaks about the power to change the narrative and to find purpose in life. 
In 55 minutes, Rachel covers themes such as leadership, mental health, self-care, domestic violence prevention, social justice and interpersonal relationships. Everyone is challenged to live a life of purpose, passion, and platform. To learn more please visit unchangingthenarrative.org. While our team's professional experience dates back to the 1980s, Quick Cuts Media has been producing business-to-business and business-to-consumer media since the fall of 2011. Professionally produced media is essential in today's business environment. Successful companies value an educated workforce and informed vendors and clients. Whether your business is service or product-based, let us produce your business-to-business and business-to-consumer media in a budget-conscious way to help you get the most out of your media production dollars. Our systematic approach with actors, graphics, added video, and high-impact text will help you educate, inform, and excite your audience. We will deliver to you a professional video for your business in a week. Whether it is a learning management system content or training, corporate culture or marketing the team at Quick Cuts Media will be here to give you exactly what you need. For more information, please contact us at 844-277-2887 or visit us at www.quickcutsmedia.com. Welcome into the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and this is the Crunch Time Express. We are talking college football semifinals, game one between the Cincinnati Bearcats, winner of the American Conference, versus the SEC and reigning national champions, the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Guys, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time getting you ready for this ball game, so let's get right into it. For every one of you, that wanted to see an expanded playoffs. For every one of you that wanted to see the group of five have their shot at the apple, let me address this point right off the top. There is no great equalizer in the game of football, whether it's high school, whether it's college, or the NFL. You're not going to find a little skinny kid from Davidson University to go on to the NBA and become one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen in Steph Curry. Because, see, the three-point shot equalizes superior height and superior talent. For all of you that watch March Madness, you'll remember Valparaiso and Bryce Drew hitting that big shot. There isn't a 10-point play in the game of college football. Well, what about the, giving a the little guy a shot? Okay. Play a big boy schedule. And I'm not just talking about the one game against Notre Dame. Trust me, I'll get to that breakdown here in just a moment. Go out and schedule four power five teams from each conference. So one year. Schedule a team from the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12. Put all four of those 
games on one single schedule. Run that table, run that gauntlet. And then we can talk about inclusion into the college football playoffs. But hey, Cincinnati is here. And now you get to face the biggest bully on the block. The premier program for the last hundred years in college football, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let's get to that game against Notre Dame. Back on October the 2nd. Okay. Cincinnati wins that game 24-13. I'm going to just take you through where this game flipped on Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets the ball on the opening possession, goes 11 plays, 69 yards, gets to the Cincinnati six-yard line where quarterback Jack Cohen throws a horrible pass into the end zone. Amar Gardner makes a great play on it, intercepts it. Notre Dame should have been up 7 to nothing to start that ball game. Notre Dame, who couldn't figure out in that ball game which quarterback was going to play because three quarterbacks played in that contest. Could not muster a single point the entire first half. You want to talk about the game stats from that game? Absolutely. Let's talk about it. The Cincinnati Bengals. Bearcats were two for 11 on third down. Go two for 11 against Alabama. I can guarantee you the score won't be 24 to 13. Well, Desmond Ritter had a fantastic ball game. Did he really? He was 19 for 32. By my math, a little over 50, 58%. Yeah, 9.3 yards per attempt. Cincinnati could not run the ball against Notre Dame. Let me say that again. The Cincinnati Bearcats could not run the ball against Notre Dame. 30 attempts, 93 yards, 3.1 yards per rush. And do you really think you're going to force Alabama into three turnovers like you did Notre Dame? No, ma'am. No, sir. Good night. Let's take a look at uh, Notre Dame. Six for 17 on third down. Two for four on fourth down. Now, I mentioned they played three quarterbacks in that game. Notre Dame went barely 50%. Matter of fact, they were 50% right on the dot. 23 for 46. 5.6 yards per attempt. 257 yards. Notre Dame, because they were behind, couldn't really get the run game going. 28 carries, 84 yards, 3.0 yards per carry. I talked about Desmond Ritter's numbers. 19 for 32, 297 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs. Do you really think the Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young is going to play as badly as Jack Cohen played before he was bitched? 14 for 22, 114 yards, no touchdowns, one INT. 
Jerome Ford, 17 carries, 71 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. His longest run was 16 yards. Desmond Ritter, 10 carries, 26 yards, one touchdown. Alec Pierce, this young man is a stud wide receiver. And I have no problem saying that. Six catches, 144 yards, 24 yards per catch, longest reception, 45 yards. Of the 19 um, completed passes, six of them went to Alec Pierce. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure out with Desmond Ritter who he's going to be looking towards. The rest of the team had, what is that, 13 receptions, 153 yards. So it's Alec Pierce and nobody else. How does defense do? We talked about the we talked about the INTs, the forced fumbles. They got two sacks, seven tackles for loss. Now the, the nine pass breakups. That's a that's a testament to their defensive backs and the poor decision making of the Cincinnati, I'm sorry, of the Notre Dame quarterback play. Keep this in mind. Cole Smith, who was the field goal kicker in that ball game, went one for three, and his only field goal made in that contest was from 23 yards. Basically, if it's not an extra point, Cincinnati cannot trust their field goal kicker to make a field goal no matter who it is. You want to talk about the game plan. So what's the game plan for Cincinnati to keep this game close? Because we're not going to utter the phrase, Cincinnati has a chance to win this ballgame. How do they keep it under a two-touchdown score? Alec Pierce and Desmond Ritter have to make a connection in this ballgame that was even better than what they did against Notre Dame. Six for 144 and no touchdowns is still not going to be enough. 10 for 200 and two touchdowns, that's what it's going to take. Guys, we're not even going to talk about Jerome Ford having success running the ball against Alabama. Okay, we're we're not doing that. And the reason we're not doing that is I'm going to take you back a couple of weeks ago when Alabama played the University of Georgia. And I'm going to give you Zamir White and James Cook's numbers once again. Zamir White, seven carries, 27 yards, 3.9 yards per carry, his longest run was nine yards. James Cook, 11 carries, 38 yards, 3.5 yards per attempt. His longest run was eight yards. 
the University of Georgia, who averages over 200 yards per game, that number was cut in half against Alabama. 30 carries, 109 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Their longest run by Stetson Bennett was 14 yards. Jerome Ford is not going to have the game of his life in this contest. Injury notes. John Mechie out with an ACL. Well, he was out the second half against Georgia. Cornerback for Alabama, Josh Job, who has been injured most, if not the entire season, out with foot surgery. Not available in this ballgame. Amart Gardner and Kobe Bryant have to do something that um, no other opponent ha has done all year, and that's forced Bryce Young into multiple interceptions. Bryce Young on the season has four INTs. So if you think there's a game script where Bryce Young um, has a Matt Corral performance last year versus um, – I think it was Arkansas where he threw six INTs in the ballgame. Guys, that's not going to happen. So we, we, we deal in reality. And if they get their hands on one of those interceptions, they have to convert it into touchdowns. And somehow Cincinnati has to stay connected in the first half. And what do I mean by stay connected? I mean – they have to keep this within a two-score ball game going into the going into the halftime break. If Alabama has a 14-point lead, for all of you that have listened to this podcast or listened to me anywhere on any platform, I've talked about Nightquill. And what Alabama will do in this ball game against the Cincinnati defense is they will give them night quill in the second half. And that means run the ball and run out the clock. I don't care how bad this offensive line had been up until that second half of the Auburn game and the um, SEC championship game. This is still an Alabama offensive line that averages six foot four, 300 and 15 pounds across that old line. Let me read you the, the, the metrics for the University of Cincinnati, just their defensive front four. Malik Van, senior, six foot four, 275 pounds. On the inside, Brooks. And Marcus Brown, both graduate seniors, both six foot two, 295 pounds. Majai Sanders, who plays that weak uh, defensive end spot at the right defensive end spot, is six foot five, 258 pounds. 
guys, let me just read you off some of the the the, the sizes of this off this Alabama offensive line. Evan Neal, 6'7, 360. Kendall Randolph, 6'4, 300. Emil Akio, 6'3, 324. Darian Dalcourt, 6'3, 300. Chris Owen, 6'3, 315. This ain't rocket science. Alabama has a size and speed advantage on the offensive line versus their D-line. Here's the game script, guys. Okay, so let's talk about these talented corners for Cincinnati. I've already mentioned Kobe and um, Ahmad. These guys do not flip sides of the field. One is the boundary corner, one's the open side corner. So for everybody that thinks that um, Jamison Williams is going to be covered one-on-one by Kobe Bryant, that's not their scheme, and no, they can't go to it today. You don't become, okay, let me take the boundary corner here for just a moment. The boundary corner plays from that hash mark to the sideline. There's very limited space. The techniques that you're going to use playing that left cornerback spot, you can use the sidelines as another defender. So you can be a little bit more physical. And you know that there's only a certain number of routes that that wide receiver can run. So you can be a little more frisky and take take some more some more chances. The open field corner. You better be able to turn, flip your hips, and take off on a dead sprint. You can't afford to gamble as much. Are you starting to figure out which corner is which yet? So. What happens if Jamison Williams goes into the slot? Or what if Alabama goes into a bunch formation and he's off the line? What does that do for Alabama? Where one, that means whoever the corner is playing up against Jamison Williams can't play press because he's already off the ball. And what happens to a cornerback when a wide receiver's in the slot? And he misses the jam. That's the University of Georgia on third and three when Jamison Williams in the first uh, in the second quarter went for 70 plus yards and a touchdown. This young man has nitro speed. So John Mechie's out. That, that helps Cincinnati, right? No. Unfortunately, it does not. Because what the Alabama offense can do now under Bill O'Brien is he can use a young man who head hasn't been screwed on right for most of the year, Jaleel Billingsley. 
He's listed as a tight end. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaleel is not a tight end, no more than Brock Bowers for the University of Georgia is a tight end. He's a big slot receiver. That's how he lines up. He's not lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage as a potential blocker. Because both of them would get their lunch money taken. Jaleel, six foot three, three hundred and I'm sorry, two hundred and thirty pounds. He can now line up as a X wide receiver. And just for comparison's sake, I'm going to use a young man uh, that has similar um, height. Not as big, but pretty much the same the same guy. George Pickens for the University of Georgia is six foot three, two hundred pounds. You heard me talk about Alec Pierce. Pierce is basically about ten to twelve pounds lighter than Jaleel. So, what cornerback for the University of Cincinnati is going to be able to box him out? Amart Gardner, 6'2", 185, advantage Alabama. Because, good Lord, you can't put Kobe on him. Kobe, you better hope, can stick with Jamison Williams. And then there's the other tight end for Alabama. Um, bear with me here. Cameron, um, I'm sorry. No, the other wide receiver I was thinking about, um, Christian Leary, Jacoby Brooks. These guys are West Coast Flyers, man. They will absolutely take the top off of your defense. If you're not prepared to slow them down. The other tight end I was thinking about, Cameron Latu, uh, six foot five, 250 pounds. He's going to be able to own the middle of the field. And now you've given running back Brian Robinson Jr., who's absolutely been a warrior for the University of Alabama. Came into this game, um, came into the um, SEC championship game, uh, nursing uh, several injuries. He's had almost a month to get healthy. Same can be said for running back Trey Sanders. This is the healthiest both those running backs have been all year long. And they're going to get featured in this ballgame. And now let's talk about the biggest weakness that the University of Cincinnati had. You remember I mentioned that Jasmine Ritter had been sacked 20 times. Guess who is going to be lining up for the University of Alabama? Oh no, I'll get to the I'll get to the apex predator here in just a moment. Phil Mathis. 
is going to line up over that right tackle. That right, that right tackle for the University of Cincinnati has been a turnstop all year long. And no matter who they put over there, O'Quinn, McAllister, it, it don't matter. Phil Mathis, defensive end for the University of Alabama, comes into this game with eight sacks, could easily have a couple of more in this ballgame. Want to know who else is coming? I told you I would get to him in just a moment. Dallas Turner has six, almost six sacks on the season, five and a half. Coming off of that edge, him and Mathis could be a huge problem for the University of Cincinnati. And ladies and gentlemen, let me get to the apex predator. Now, a lot of um, commentators call him the Terminator. I call him the apex predator because they hunt. 15 and a half sacks by Will Anderson Jr. 15 and a half sacks. And I'm going to give you a phrase that should send chills down every University of Cincinnati offense alignment. Will Anderson has not been happy since the banquet season, not being a Heisman finalist, not winning the Buckus Award. And a statement that he made that only a few people know about. He said, I guess I have to make them know my name. You're talking about a guy with 15 and a half sacks and feels like people need to know his name. Folks, this game is not going to be close. It may start close. It may even be close to first quarter, quarter and a half. Cincinnati inability to kick field goals to keep this game close. Cincinnati's inability to run the ball. Alabama is going to double team and bracket Pierce because Nick Saban has had a month along with defensive coordinator Pete Golding to come up with a defensive game plan to take away your best weapon on offense. And like his mentor, Bill Belichick, he is going to force you to beat him left-handed. Bryce Young may not put up 422 yards in this ballgame. But Brian Robertson and Trey Sanders could put up 100 yards receiving, I'm sorry, rushing each in this ballgame. And if that Alabama ground game gets to going, that's where the over-under comes into play. 
I don't see Cincinnati being able to score a lot of points in this ballgame. You tell me how does Cincinnati get to 21. Because there's not a game script that I've been able to come up with where Cincinnati gets to 21 points in this ballgame. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of my team here at the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, I want to thank you for listening to both of our college football um, semifinal podcasts. If you haven't listened to the Michigan versus Georgia, got a bonus for you. We're going to be doing a part two later on to really give you one final breakdown. So part one's already been recorded. We're going to do a part two of that ball game and really lay out our final thoughts on that ball game. On behalf of one of the best handicappers in the game, Billy, for one of the best insiders and co-host of this show, the lovely Miss Summer, I am the voodoo child and senior analyst for the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, Kenneth. Have a great day. Enjoy all of the college football games that will be coming on between now and the end of the college football season, including the national championship game. Have a great day, everybody. All aboard. Good night. God bless. We would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. Special thanks to our sponsors, The Rebel Walk. You can visit their website at www.therebelwalk.com. David Walker, you can purchase a copy of his fantastic book I'll Tell You When You Are Good on Amazon. Quick Cut Media, for the best video production for you company head over to them at www.quickcutsmedia.com. I'm changing the narrative. Our good friend and mentor Rachel Barbo started this movement to improve the lives of current and former athletes. To learn more visit www.imchangingthenarrative.com. If you have missed any previous episodes of our podcast, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. You can also find the shows on our website at www.crunchtimesportsadvantage.com and in the follow us section you will find the links to our Twitter page at CrunchTimeVIP and our podcast and YouTube channel. You can hear Kenneth on Saturday mornings as he joins the Southern Gentleman Sports Show hosted by the Georgia Dog, Pac-12 Dave, Irish Bill, Noel Corr and Ms. Callie Cash. For showtimes and how you can stream the show head over to wearesportsradio.com or southerngentlemansports.com. You can also hear Kenneth as he hosts a live Colin show talking all things Southeastern Conference football on Mark Rogers' The Voice of College Football SEC YouTube channel. Also be sure to join Kenneth and I on Sunday afternoons as we recap all the action from the weekend in college football. On behalf of Billy and Kenneth, this is Summer and until next time have a great rest of your day and all aboard. Bye.